0: Welcome to the party, bang bang! Another classic episode of Welcome to the Party here uh, today. Uh, I've got a long-time friend of mine, uh, Corey Maynard from the Melbourne Demons Football Club in the AFL. Uh, He used to play for uh, Cairns Taipans and the Townsville Crocs in the NBL. I went to college with him. Uh, We've been friends for over a decade. Um, I don't know. I I don't really have much else to say to intro uh, this, but um, I just hope you guys enjoy this. We we had a lot of stuff to talk about, Uh, a lot of spiritual, sort of mindful stuff, Uh, a lot of philosophical stuff. Man, just listen to this. Uh, Here's Corey Maynard. What's been cracking, bro?
1: Shot home from dinner. I love the I love the the new artwork.
0: Yeah, it's the Um, shout out to Had Culture. He he did the logo and shit for us.
1: Yeah, it's dope. I I like it, man. Yeah. Where's what's Tay doing?
0: Um, he's playing in Germany.
1: Oh yeah? Yeah. That's, has he been on much? Like
0: Yeah, he's been on like last few weeks. Um yeah, yeah I... just over FaceTime and
1: i know you i know you chopped it up about this on the last one i haven't been able to listen to it yet yeah i've listened to the other ones but man as soon as i heard that laura ingram chick off fox news start start going off about um shut up and dribble it's like i just saw you bro and i was like it's it's just hard for me to even take that stuff seriously, man. Yeah,
0: and she she got so worked up and she was trying to call them like idiots. And what was she trying to say? Um Oh, I don't remember what she was trying to say, but she muddled up her her words and she she repeated it and I was like, "You're an idiot. You fucking idiot. You're trying to you're <laughs> trying to call these guys dumb." And like, "Oh, I wish I could tell you the phrase that she said, but
1: um, Oh, is that not the part where she was like, and like...
0: No, nah, no, it was earlier. It was like when she was just getting started.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, and she just, she, what she did is like, um, she mixed up the first letter of the words. So if she was saying like, pump your brakes, she said like, bump your brakes. You <laughs> know what I mean? And she did it twice. Oh, uh, I'll get Moneymaker Mitch to insert the, uh, the clip of it so everybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, we're going to create a new banner. This is a Jum doc alert. This is a Jum doc alert. This is a Jum doc alert. Jum Dock, Jum Dock, Jum Dock alert.
1: She should get off Fox News and start going on Rappaport's pod. Shout out, I am Rappaport stereo podcast.
0: Yeah, shout out there, God, <laughs> the Pod Father.
1: Oh, uh, the Barstool guy's got him down to a two-star rating. Did you see that, man? Oh,
0: <laughs> bro, that's wild.
1: Bro, they're sabotaging their own potty, like... No, they fired him. They actually did fire him? Yeah. Like, legitimately? Yeah. Wait, so is it, like, real beef? It's real beef. Oh, it's real beef now? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: And that that T-shirt that they made, um... They... uh, Rappaport filed a cease and desist. What's...
1: what's, They made a, a...
0: t-shirt of him with a clown nose on so it's a black and white picture the nose is um red, red. and then there's yeah. like a herp that's red as well on it
1: oh that's turn. yeah see i should go on ravenport's podcast because i don't fact check
0: yeah yeah bro that's... oh we don't fact check over here either and uh, was, welcome to the that's party
1: what I, that's what i was about to say is laura ingram should go on uh, go on with Rappaport because she doesn't fact check either Saying LeBron hadn't finished high school and all this What a nothing
0: like. <laughs> What an absolute fucking clown bro
1: I know bro And like why Why does all of a sudden you have to finish high school to have an opinion Like my dad never finished high school Like Yeah uh, it's I, I, Like it's crazy It's just, it's just Fox News It bro.
0: was just so disrespectful and like borderline racist what she was doing
1: Bro her telling like I'm not gonna get stuck into race relations because obviously I don't know the half of what it's like. But like her saying "shut up and dribble," I feel like that's just like going back a hundred years and hearing like someone say "shut up and dance." Like yeah, yeah, you know? that
0: was that was wild, bro. And then she like got mad at of for uh, earning as much as they earn.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's... Oh man, I don't know. It's like her just her just talking about that basically her talking the way she did basically it was one massive paradox because she was what lebron speaks out about and what him and kd are speaking about on that uh, uber infomercial thing or whatever it was the little spot they did for uber on uninterrupted like it basically gives life to what exactly what they were talking about yeah yeah like, like, the problem of race in the country, like, she just basically proves it. Like, they didn't have to say anymore. It was, like, case closed. Like, just look at this chicken. Everything you need to know is there. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. I thought about you as soon as I seen it. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, as soon as I saw it, I was, like, I just started taking notes. I was, like, potty, for
1: sure. Yeah, <laughs> That's what. Well, that's why I feel like, in a way, she knew what she was doing is because she did it just before All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll give her all that credit for her to know, but, I mean, she's on TV. She she would have to know that it's All-Star Weekend, right? Oh, of course
0: she would know. Of course she would know.
1: She reaches out to their millions and... Whatever
0: bullshit show different. she's on definitely has a sports section that she has to yeah. sit through. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: And, like, she's just reached out to all these millions of more followers and... Her outreach has gone craziest, so her profile goes up. Like, there's there's no doubt that's why she did it.
0: Oh, I'd never heard of her before, before, bro. Now I know her name off the top of my off the top of my head. Yeah, I've hashtagged her name about three times.
1: Man, I'm I'm done with Fox Fox News. Yeah, I, I seen yesterday so uh, there was a screenshot that came across my Twitter timeline, and and the little ticker thing on the Fox News thing was um uh why is the why is the left are uh, so worried about guns.
0: <laughs> that is outrageous,
1: bro. That's like, probably because like, 17 kids were just killed by assault rifles. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know. yeah. And then, then i like, you- oh man. I, I understand like, the gun nuts that... If the gun nuts just, instead of like freaking out and saying like, oh, protect the Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. If they were just honest and said like, we like guns and they're fun to like, go to the range and, sh- and shoot or like go into the woods and like shoot at trees or whatever. It's fun. If they just said that instead of like pretending it's about the Second Amendment and shit, like yeah. I would have more respect for them. But they just make stupid arguments about this fucking constitution that was written hundreds of years ago before assault rifles were even invented. When they, when they wrote that shit, it was about, it was about one shot, one shot muskets, bro. Yeah,
1: it's it's so outdated, bro. Like, yeah. like and I'm pretty whole- sure
0: it was like written to be changed. Like, <laughs> we don't source here at the uh, at the uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Potty podcast, but I'm pretty sure that it was written to be changed.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that's the whole point of like evolution and like change. Like, change is. Are constant like things that all things are almost made to be changed you know like yeah and especially things that are thousands or hundreds of years old as you said you don't fact check i don't fact check but <laughs> like god damn bro i seem like i understand too to your point about like having like gun owners just saying like i like guns and that's fine like have guns but like you can't just have anybody have access to like assault rifles, bro. Like,
0: it doesn't make sense. It doesn't bro, make
1: sense. Pe- people saying like, "Oh, why?" Like, I just see all these ignorant people like, "Oh, well, why don't?" When there's a car crash, why don't? Why do we blame? Why don't we blame the cars? Yeah. Why do we always blame the people? It's like, because cars were made. I shouldn't even have to defend this, but cars. I'm pretty sure were made for transport. Assault rifles. Were made for one thing and one thing only—to end life.
0: Yeah, and like, and as quickly as possible. Yeah, and well, and bro, an assault rifle is like the like Formula One of of guns, bro. You're not allowed to drive Formula One cars down the street. Yeah, you have to only drive them on racetracks, bro. In yeah, bro. in a controlled environment, not in a yeah. school. <laughs> you fucking yeah. clown. Imagine-
1: imagine if imagine if somebody's picking like just rolling down Tabley's Hill Road just pre- picking up their kid from school on a tuesday night in like a, a rally car like
0: at 260 miles per hour
1: yeah <laughs> then, then you might have an argument maybe but anyway <laughs> you do go all day about that shit oh yeah bro.
0: absolutely i'm getting i'm getting hot right now just talking about it
1: i can't deal with talking about that shit <sighs> I'm glad I'm not over there right now. Oh, that that makes me, that that kind of thing makes like I love America, like and like as people, we know, like we both do. But that kind of thing makes me never want to live over there again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: uh, hopefully they figure it out. Yeah,
0: we were um uh, driving past Farrell Street the other day.
1: Shout out Farrell Street. Yeah, did you, so Rachel
0: was asking, and I didn't even, I couldn't even remember because you've been bounced between Adelaide and Melbourne so much. Were you born in Adelaide? Yeah. And then you you moved to Melbourne and you did primary school there and like a bit of high school and then you came
1: back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, I uh, I was born in Adelaide, um, like, Ashford Hospital. Um, Oh, snap. snap.
0: Shout out, Ashford.
1: Um, So born there, lived there till I was halfway through year two. So what's that? Maybe like, I think maybe 99. So eight, maybe. I was eight. Yeah. And then I moved to Melbourne when I was eight, just before the new millennium. So 99, halfway through, moved over to Melbourne, was in Melbourne till 2007. And then that's when I moved back to Adelaide. Yes. And then that was about year year 10, start of year 10. Um, and then 10, 11, 12, until we went to college, I was in Adelaide. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I would consider myself a South Australian or a Victorian. I'm a bit of both. Like You're a mutt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm nowhere. the amount of shit you guys used to give me about being from victoria when i first moved over and i was like well i don't even i don't even know if that's the case but 16 year old kids aren't trying to hear if it's the case no now. bro
0: just talking <laughs> shit by any means bro
1: by any means bro and overreacting by any means
0: <laughs> yeah man oh shit but,
1: but nah Farrell street was where it was at man that's what i always like that's that's the one thing though like whenever I go back to a place like I feel like I feel like wherever somebody went to high school will always like have a special place in their heart like
0: oh absolutely
1: so I think from that respect like Adelaide is probably where I like truly consider like home just because all my closest like friendship groups are there yeah like my family lives over there and stuff but yeah like all my best friends that I've had and then I'll have like for the rest of my life like from high school and all my like super bad great memories like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all happened in Adelaide, so like yeah, that's that's home for me, I suppose.
0: Yeah. But did you when you when you came back to Adelaide when when I met you and we played for Sturt, were you playing footy at the same time then?
1: it's a good question <laughs> uh i like i started out playing like that's why i went to sacred heart all oh, right it's, like four footy like i knew like the, like i was playing just as much footy as i was basketball at the time and especially in melbourne just before i moved over um but then i when i got to sacred heart it was like as people from adelaide know like it's such a football culture over there yeah like, like that school was just way too full on for me at the time. And I was just I was just enjoying just playing basketball and just hooping with my friends and just having fun. Like like as you know, like we had we were just we were killing it, chopping it up, getting it off choppers. Yeah, right. Right. Like that was the that was the peak of that. So footy was just kinda on one hand I had footy which I was good at, that I enjoyed, but that joy was starting to be sucked out of me a little bit because of how serious they took it. And I'm like, hang on, dude, like we're 16, chill out a little bit. right? Um, And (laughs) on the the other hand, I had basketball where I was starting to make really good friends and we were obviously really successful at Sturt. So I was like, oh, this is like awesome. And I always wanted to go to college. So, um, yeah, it was just, I kind of quit. To answer your question, I kind of quit footy, maybe... Well, a couple months after I moved to Adelaide. So I was playing at, at the beginning, but yeah, once I realised that basketball was going really well, I just decided to narrow it down to one focus.
0: But we fucking stayed sharp having a dob from uh, every now and, yeah. and
1: then. Yeah. Brought always.
0: The old, we brought the old Shez out uh, pretty frequently.
1: Yeah, bro. I always t- took a sharp, a sharp red pill over. <laughs> I shouldn't say. A sharp red Sharon over in the States. Just running routes, fifty-yard line on Bulldog Stadium. Yeah. Got out Bulldog Stadium. It's actually getting a new turf on it right now. But oh, is it really? Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that new new lights and stuff. I think they're going to play night games and stuff there now. So shit. Okay. Ryan University doing big things after we left, of course.
0: Well, yeah, but we were we we started that shit, bro.
1: You know what they say, bro? Leave it better than you found it.
0: We took some some. Uh, fairly dramatic 40 point L's to get them to where they are.
1: <laughs> bro, we were we were going on national television getting 40 piece so, <laughs> yeah, right, so they can have nice things. Yeah bro
0: <laughs> we were getting a family bucket feast bro and and now they're just out there with new buildings, new training facilities, getting new turf, new lights, probably a new grandstand. They got a new gym.
1: Yeah, yeah I think they're getting new new bleachers, new locker rooms and stuff. We're, we're, we're over here. We
0: we got we some could, new seats, I think, when we were there. New seats in yeah. the loggers.
1: Yeah, bro, we were lit when we found that out. <laughs> Nearly threw a party. Oh, <laughs> Dudes had to go in the showers one by one. Fuck. Completely different time, bro.
0: Yeah, bro, because you were gay.
1: Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> If you yeah, got I mean, in the
0: showers, you were gay with another. or well, okay, I won't put it that way. Not with another man. There were six showers in there,
1: or there eight six showers, bro. And like, I'm not being flat. Like, I'm not being out there with saying this. I don't think, but I'm comfortable enough with my sexuality to know that if I get a shower in, in a shower with six other dudes, I'm not trying to fuck you,
0: bro. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm just getting clean, bro. It's a fucking shower. It's not prison. Yeah. It's a locker room, man.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 getting in the shower to do what I need to do. Locker rooms are literally
0: built so you can have a shower and get changed. Like that's pretty much the point of them. Some and we just happen to have, you know, pre-game meetings and we're in there more getting changed than we are having pre-games in there.
1: Yeah, bro. People people will walk back to their rooms stinky.
0: Oh, wild for the night, bro.
1: That's so crazy. There
0: was some things, bro, going on over there that I look back on and I'm just like, what world was I in? What fucking world was I in? I was having a conversation the other day about, um, uh, I won't name who it was just in case they don't want to be mentioned, but they said, like, they had moved, they've moved from, from America to Australia and that this Australia feels like a fake life to them because, like, everything they know they've left behind. And I was like... I was like that's what college was like like we didn't we didn't have anything over there we had absolutely nothing and added to that it was the college life like there's a party every night there's like you've got no responsibilities other than practice essentially if you're smart if you're smart you really can can get a 2.0 grade point average without without really having to show your face at class so like we will live in fake life bro fake life
1: yeah bro and it's like and the like i just think about like the essence of that fake life is like the things that we cared about or the things that that people cared about on those campuses i'm like oh my god man <laughs> like
0: so much more to life, man, other than this. Bro,
1: but it's it's just like, and it's so simple, like, yeah. and I don't I don't know if it's because it's America or it's just that age group, like, 18 to 22. Like, I'm looking back like, damn, these people really have this college thing figured out because they they realise that the people in that age group, it's like, I feel like, I, when I left, bro, I felt like I was on Shutter Island.
0: Oh, bro, like, if I knew what I knew now, bro, I'll bro, say that in like really, high school, but, like, even college, man, like, oh, my God. No, it's...
1: It's a different world, bro. Cause it's almost like they're trying to do it to you. Like oh, they for
0: know. Sure, bro. They've all been already.
1: Like, like people. I felt like when I got to the end of it, I was like, damn. like I'm driving out of campus, and I'm like, damn, all those people in there, like they were crazy. Like they didn't know how to act and <laughs> everything. Like, and they're like. Like no, you you were there with them in the asylum. You were one of those. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and don't forget, don't like, fucking oh, forget,
1: man. Society really has this eighteen to twenty-two year old college thing figured out. Like they really send you away to just keep you away from the rest of the world for a little while, just while you figure things out. Yeah. Oh, all, all you could go on all night about it, bro. All the relationships and things that go on there—like it's all just
0: it's all phony bro phony baloney
1: all the things it's just all about like i couldn't imagine going through now like in this social media instagram culture like going through it now like we just missed it
0: just just, bro I, i i started my instagram account my i think my second year of college yeah. So, like, I I was lucky enough not to just live college through that because it would have just been wild. I just don't even, I don't know what it would have been like, but it would have been wild for the night, bro.
1: Yeah. Like, we, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's back, like, that's saying things. Like, remember when Facebook first started and it's like, yeah, I, I, I started my Facebook account then, but like, I really didn't use it for a whole lot. Nobody yeah. would used it for like a whole year. Yeah. Like, nobody really used Instagram until maybe like, the latter part or maybe like the middle of our my junior year like yeah they started to use it a bit more and like that's when kind of snapchat came in a little bit yes um but there was no like snap stories or anything like that like it was just straight pictures yeah like couldn't imagine the whole culture of just wanting to video everything now man like
0: everything
1: yeah bro i was talking to my dad about this last night we were watching some uh youtube uh just like uh, videos like concerts yeah and like uh, there was like a I think we we're watching one uh like cold maybe it was like cold play in like 2006 uh, performing uh the scientist at Glastonbury and it's like a crazy performance like it's it's one of those things where if you were there, it's like a moment in a lifetime type of memory, I feel like it would have been. And it's just like the crowd, like hundred thousands of people just strong. And then they're all just like caught in the moment, just like watching it happen and just watching the performance. And they're just like, look, all look so happy. And they're just watching it all unfold. Through their, like their eyes, bro. Resin. They're watching yeah. it through their eyes, bro. And I said to my dad, I was like, you know what's crazy about that? Is there is not one, fo- I cannot see one phone and nowadays, like you go to a concert and like I went to the Drake concert like not long ago and I made a point to not take my phone because I didn't, I wanted to enjoy the whole thing because mm-hmm. I love Drake. Um, and like there was like this row of like teenage girls in front of me. And I, I kid you not, bro, I, I kid you not, they, they videoed this thing on Snapchat from start to finish. Like they did not look at the stage once unless it was through their fucking 4G. Dude, that's crazy.
0: so sad, man. Because like, on on like on some real live shit. Like, first of all, whoever sees that, like on their Snapchat, is just flicking through it because they don't they don't want to watch the whole concert like that. <laughs> like that's shit quality, bro. Yeah,
1: bro. That is
0: shit quality. I'm and not going. I'm not going of... shit. Like it's all shaky.
1: Yeah, bro. It's the sound quality, like you're hearing, them just going. Like, yeah, blah,
0: and blah. like and like it's like it's like clipping, like it's it's hitting that red line you know what i mean and like they they're trying to um like they're not even going to go back and watch it if you if you filmed a show on your phone bro you're going to go back and sit there and watch the whole thing. get the fuck out of here no one's watching that shit
1: <laughs> that's it's so it's just like it's the exact same concept of like people that like that go on um holidays to europe or something and they just are on their phones the whole time and they're like oh, he's, here's a picture of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and here's a picture of, like, a beach in Spain and, oh, here's a boat from Yacht Week or, like, something like that. And I'm like, I can go on Google and I can see a professional f- photograph of just that, but <laughs> right. free and and ten times better quality. I said, actually, this, and I very,
0: think I said this shit on the potty about that fucking supermoon or whatever it was. And they're like, oh, this only happens every, like... 8,000 years I'm like There was just one Like a few months ago And what am I going to do Go outside and take a picture of it When I can just Google this shit And it's going to be The best picture picture. ever Like I'm going to have trees And shit outside Obstructing my view And you want me to get out Of bed To see this thing When there could be A cloud or something Get the fuck out of here
1: you could... How about this? How about stay in bed and look at that shit in high definition
0: yeah, on your phone? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. How about... Have you seen Inception? Because that shit blows your fucking mind and I guarantee that moon won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that moon won't blow your mind like a Quentin Tarantino film will. <laughs> no, bro. Not, not Yeah, crazy. Bro. But... Um no, well, bro, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah,
0: bro. Um how's uh how's the preseason comparing to uh NBL preseason? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, bro, so it's pretty uh <laughs> pretty No
1: like what I'll say man like and this is like I I mean this with all due respect like i say to everybody that i talk to about this like the people that i came across in my time in the nbl um and my time in professional basketball i like some of the most professional people um and dedicated people to their jobs that i've ever met because like like you have no choice but yeah. when you don't when you have the type of resources that nbl clubs have like you have no choice but to be professional and if you want to do things and you want to improve you literally have to do everything for yourself right like you have to source everything you have to find resources pay for it yeah exactly you have to pay for your own have to pay like i remember there was a time when we were paying for our own protein yeah like It's just like it's just a different world, man. Like so that's why like shout out to like all the people that I played in the NBL with and came across and all my friends that play there, like they're they're a lot of them are just as professional, if not more professional, than um, people I've come across that have been in AFL systems for a long time because
0: they have to they they have to take it upon themselves to to, to do. They don't get they don't get any type of guidance really. Unless like there's exceptions, like I'd probably at a guess, say like Melbourne and Perth are probably up there with that kind of stuff, but that's probably the extent of it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's getting a lot better. Like I'm speaking to two years ago when I was in the league and I played for two teams that um, uh, community owned teams or were, RIP the Townsville Crocs, but were uh, were community owned. And you spent time up there too, obviously, and like you just know mm. the struggle and it's it's not really anybody's fault. It's just like they're small communities. They don't have the resources or the finances to fund a professional team, especially when you're not winning. So, I mean, yeah, people people struggle um, to get things done. So that's that, like the ones that do and are successful at it, like more power to them, man, because they really want it. And that's probably kind of why I knew that, knew that, I didn't have a place in the league anymore and needed to find something new is because I got to the point where I was every time I was making a decision, I used to be like, no, I'm doing it no matter what, because I wanted to be getting better and the best I could be. And I was a professional. But then I got to the point where I was just questioning why for everything. Yeah. I was like, why am I, why am I putting myself through this? Why am I moving around? Why am I living out of a suitcase? Why am I spending my own money? when I'm not earning a lot of it, just to kind of go around in circles. Yeah, exactly. Uh
0: And not, oh, yeah. not not really setting yourself up for the future in terms of, like, finances. You don't get paid a lot. And and also, one-year contracts every year is... There's no longevity to that. There's no security.
1: Nah. No, no security, no longevity. Uh, there's also no, like... There's no, like there's basically the pay that you get there's no added benefits, there's no incentives there's no real bonuses there's no real like, Jacob Holmes does a great job with the Players Association in the NBL and they're, they're trying but like, obviously without a really strong TV deal like the AFL has, it's hard to have a really strong players union where it can be joint partners in the game with the NBL when the NBL the can basically say nah we're pulling the money and, and that's it, they're pulling the money like
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's not really a fair bargaining agreement, there's no CBA, there's nothing like that um, so it's just <coughs> yeah, it's not-
0: speaking of Holmesy though um, and professionalism, he's got to be one of the proest guys I've ever met for um, like you know uh, sort of undersized big man with like low athleticism to, to stay in the league for uh, over a decade. For, 100%. Yeah. He, <laughs> it, like he took care of his body. He was professional and he like had high, well probably still has high IQ. Uh, he just, yeah, he was, he was a pro for sure.
1: Yeah. And it's and like, to be honest, like that's, that's, that is one of the benefits that you get. Like anyone that goes through hardships, like, and has to do things for themselves like you obviously acquire the skills naturally through doing it so like people that are like real pros in the nbl and highly successful like jacob was like it's no it's no surprise that he's gone on to be successful post-career and transition really easily and doing some good things and like he's a real smart dude so like it's not so much those guys it's more the guys that you know, maybe need a little bit of help and guidance and a little bit of a push in the right direction and for some motivation and stuff that, you know, I kind of worry about because there's no real career transition programs. Um, In the NBL, there's no real, like, focus on the person. It's just all about trying to... NBL's at a place where they're just trying to build their brand. Hopefully the players can get to a place where they're trying to build their brand and, and build their, you know own personal equity whether it's on their interests or their studies or um, whatever they want to do post-career so that they can transition well because like you said it's only one or two year deals like the stress is high on that man yeah stress is high so you you need to be equipped to be able to move into the next phase of your life whenever that may be and that's what like started to get on my nerves a lot is because I was always like damn man like this is. I'm not making the kind of money where I'm setting myself up. I need to be planning for the future, but I don't really have a way to be doing that right now.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's why the NBL has pretty much turned into uh, an AFL combine. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. You you're in Townsville for one year, and all of a sudden had like five AFL workouts out of it. That's it,
0: bro. Yeah
1: could have almost been alongside me, bro. Yeah. That would have been another step in the journey.
0: Yeah, shit, a long journey.
1: Man, ah. speaking of, like, I sent you that picture the other day. I just did a massive spring clean out of my room, even though it's coming into winter. Yeah. Uh, and I seen that. I see, oh, just, like, you find things that you haven't seen in years. And I found that picture, and it was, like, me and you at... uh yeah that one one tuesday night or some and i was just like and it's just one of those little things like i was like rolled up in a shoe or something like i'm like how does it end up like that yeah (laughs) what is this shoe doing underneath this in the back of my closet like and man it just said on the back like four fucking years what a ride or something yeah made me so nostalgic for a second there yeah crazy
0: but it's been like 11 years
1: yeah we we were
0: at sturt we did state then we did college and then we were both in the NBL and then I was done and then you you had another year and then you went to AFL bit
1: like it's, Yeah then I was done too
0: And then we went and did Lightning in the Bottle Tour
1: <laughs> the World Tour Yeah <laughs> the distinct lack of focus tour
0: Yeah the,
1: the search for the world's greatest Being. Which we did not find.
0: No, <laughs> no. No, we found we found, we found some pretty solid substitutes, but America America needs to lift their coffee game. Noted that we did not go to Portland.
1: The, yeah, note note that I will say shout out Bluestone Lane. Uh, shout out Hole in the Wall. Yeah. Shout out Saturday's New York City. Yes. And shout out Oh.
0: Remember that diner in Chicago?
1: Yeah. Do, uh, dollop?
0: Dollop. Dollop.
1: dollop. Shout, out, shout out Dollop Diner on the corner.
0: Yes, right and next was, to the like, hotel. The best,
1: the, best the best bean that we had, though, I thought was the one in Boston. Uh, oh, yeah. Something espresso. I can't remember it. Just before we went to Cheers that day.
0: Yeah, I remember. Um... Did you say Bluestone Lane or whatever it was? Yeah, I said Bluestone Lane. So that, I, I feel like it was similar to that.
1: Yeah.
0: Grey something?
1: <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll see if I can find it. Shit.
0: I was just talking about that trip the other day and like how short two weeks was.
1: Oh, man. It flies by.
0: It was, um, it was interesting though to, uh, to go back after when I graduated 2014. So 2017, so three years, a solid three years. It was, it was interesting to go back and, um, like I hadn't thought about it a lot in that time, but like going back kind of made me miss it for a second, but then also like for sure move on
1: yeah it was uh, what it, it was like <clears throat> it was more like some closure for you like you really felt that sense when you left like
0: yeah like i was just like it was good to it was good and it was fun to go back but like that's that's probably it for me
1: yeah i can't like i like we're not not uh breaking any news here but there might be a lightning in the bottle uh, world Tour Part 2 But yeah I just don't know If it'll I just don't know If it'll go via North Smithfield Rhode Island this time
0: Oh there will There will definitely be Lightning in the bottle Part 2 bro Yeah we,
1: we We gotta get to Austin We gotta get to New Orleans There's a few little places Down south We gotta get Yeah Um, But yeah Like I mean Yeah I I know exactly What you mean When we left We spoke about it We highlight just kind of like it was a little bit of closure. Like there's not as many people there, but like going back, like how, how did you, you like tell the people, like how did you feel like seeing it again? Like it for the was, first, you obviously hadn't been back in four years.
0: It was like a different world, man, because they had, like you said, like there was, there was so many new people and it was weird walking onto that campus where I knew everybody to just be in a stranger, you know, like, that was so like I didn't I uh, like uh like I felt like a like a stranger in my like in my own like
1: Yeah in sanctuary your own man like
0: that was yeah. home for five years man.
1: Yeah, legit. That's how I felt man, like you couldn't put it any better, like a stranger in your own home,
0: like Yeah. And then and then just like the, the amount of um growth it's had like with all like like the stuff we were saying before, or the new facilities, um mm academic building like all that shit it just it looked different it felt different um but like it was still it was still the same place but like i'm i'm definitely i'm glad that
1: i'm done with it and i'm
0: like doing doing my own thing and shit now so
1: yeah it probably served as like like we spoke about it a lot before we went and you weren't like super excited to go back because of the way some things went down there in the end, but like, it probably like that's probably why it was right for you to go back and like see it and then just have that moment with it and just be able to say like, like yeah, this is what it do, it, what it is. Confront it head on. Like we had a lot of great times, we had a lot of bad times. Like that yeah. happens in home. Like and like finished,
0: and-, and we we finished on a really really high note there from the from the trip that we took
1: hell yeah 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 bro i you couldn't like imagine showing imagine living somewhere for you know five really good years of your life and then just the next time you show up like other people have moved into that house they've made a few changes and they're just living life and you just roll up and you're like hang on like this isn't this like Part of me is kind of here, but yeah, yeah and they've like ripped it, it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's such a bizarre feeling, man. Like nobody can, you can't really, I can't relate that feeling onto anybody in Australia. I could only the only other people that would have that feeling is ones that went to college. It's yeah. such a unique feeling.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, how about so? How about the um the anger and shit. You, you're a very similar player to me um, in basketball where where you would get mad whether it's at the opposition, at the refs, at, at teammates, at the coach. You would blow up. And we talked about that in, in regards to football that you don't have time to for that to happen because the game's so quick. There's no whistles like stopping the game really. And... And you've you've got to get up and you've got to just run again. So you don't get you don't get like you don't get the same kind of heated. How mm. if you if you were to go back to basketball, do you think that you would you would return to that, or do you think you've got that under control now?
1: Yeah, that's a sick question, man. Like I spent a lot of time like thinking about it. Like, I don't know. I think I think it's hard because, like, as you grow up and you get more mature, like, you understand like like life's bigger than the sport, and I think that helps you like calm down and put things in perspective. And I think that's why I always used to get so angry and fired up is because like it meant that much to me. Where I just wouldn't, I would, I would care too much yeah and i lose control so i think a lot of it has to do with like the speed of the game yeah like you said you're either too cooked or you know it's too fast for you to slow like to be able to slow down and really pay attention to that but i think like a lot of the lessons i've learned over the last couple of years like, if i was to go back to basketball now i'd be a completely different person to be around like i admit now i was probably uh, at times probably especially in my NBL career like I was probably a tough teammate and like a tough person to coach just because I was like so intense all the time
0: but that's probably part of that pressure that pressure that I'm on, a one, I'm on a one year contract yeah. like I don't I need to get signed again and I don't know and the, the lack of communication like across the board in the NBL like whether you're having a good season or a bad season you don't know if you're getting picked up again
1: Yeah, 100%, bro, and, like, I didn't, and, like, that's the thing, like, I'm living in cans by myself, like, I don't have a support system around me, I don't have family and friends, I'm under all this stress and pressure, like, it's easy to see why it all went bad, but I would just say, like, like, one of the main reasons I've been able to deal with that anger is because, like, that anger stemmed from a place, like, where I really wasn't, enjoying myself anymore Mm -hmm. and like it happened like in basketball and it still happens you know it happens whenever whatever you're doing but i just try to like i found that whenever i place a real emphasis of just doing things with joy and just like really enjoying what i'm doing like like like, because at the end of the day like i'm playing a sport for a living like and I lost that perspective because of the stress and the pressure and mm-hmm. that made me angry and that probably brought out the worst side of me and probably a side of me that I'm not real proud of. Yeah. Um, but the stress and pressure kind of, yeah, brought that out of me. But I felt ever since I moved to footy, like it's a, it's a higher pressure environment, higher stress environment, but I'm just able to separate from it and be like, no, forget all of that stuff, like just don't compare yourself to anybody that that reduces stress don't worry about anybody else just stay in your own lane and just do what you need to do to get better um and really do focus on doing things with joy and just a simple mindset every day and that's just been so good for me man and just shrinking my world and just keeping the focus on on having fun because like i just find now if I'm having fun and I'm enjoying myself, man. and I'm loving what I do every day. That's real success, you know. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I was listening to a JJ Redick pod with M Night Shyamalan the other day. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about like the emotions in sport and in movies. You should listen to it. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But he just talks about like the real, like success, like the real success in the world. Or like the real real success in life comes from um, just controlling what you can control, like that's it. That's yeah. all you do, and it sounds so cliche and so like so basic, but it's really so profound because <clears throat> it's it seems so true. Like all you can control is what's put in front of you and what you can control. Like
0: it's it like, is it is basic and it's probably advice that I give on a day to day basis, but I often forget it
1: yeah bro yeah and it's so easy to forget but like like who's to say that and that's that's one thing i always used to struggle with is like especially in these days with media and debate talk shows and sports debate shows like and people society wants to define success for you what success is it um is it three kids and a nice car and a nice house or is it you know uh, five MBA MVPs, a couple of cha- a couple of rings. Um, you know, people put numbers and like things to happiness, but like, who's to say happiness isn't just and success isn't just controlling what you can control? Like, who's to say Greg Oden wasn't real successful just because he has knee injuries? He controlled everything he could control. He couldn't control his knees. Yeah. So. That, yeah that's that's probably the big thing man is like and that's just reduced my I never get angry I can't tell you the last time I got angry bro
0: wow so okay so if you think that that came from a place uh where you weren't enjoying yourself do you think maybe you weren't enjoying yourself for longer than you realized because you used to get mad in college you used to get mad at Sturt
1: yeah I, yeah but I, I always felt like that was that was probably like a a reasonable, like it probably tipped over sometimes like a little bit. Yeah. But like I felt like if I didn't like that's what made me good still. Like I still can't shy away from that. Like,
0: yeah, that's yeah. Like I, I I yeah I identify with that obviously because that's I'm the same way. I I think that that fire is a good way as long as you know how to control it, and mm-hmm. you might have an out like a outburst of energy where you yell or like you clap your hands or you you know you might get tech from time to time but you you have a fire under your feet which makes you the player that you are and it's frustrating from my experience to get to get that compliment so frequently of like i just love the tenacity that you play with the passion that you have and then also get told like like you just need to relax Mm. Like it's it's such a contradiction, and and I don't yeah. I don't see how people don't see that.
1: Right, I, t- I totally get what you mean, and that's what used to frustrate me at times because I was like, like I used to think like you can't, you can't have both. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm sure like I identify with Draymond Green a lot. Like, like he'll like people be like, oh, without you know, he's the heartbeat of the Warriors. Like he's he's they're like they're what makes them tick he's their machinery like he gets them going yeah and then you know he'll blow up and get a couple of technicals and overstep that line that he like toes so frequently and they'll be like oh draymond you know he's he's undisciplined he's immature he's this and that and like i'm just sitting here like well, what you people understand need to understand is you can't have it both, like, you need to have the whole thing. Like, you can't oh, yeah. have it one or the other, it's like, in your way. both ways. It's a two-way street. Like, if you want that dream on, then, yeah, every now and then, you're going to get this drain And that's how I used to feel about myself a little bit. And that was probably a little bit immature. And it was hard given the position that I played, too, is because you kind of need to be so stoic as a point guard. Yeah. Which I, did, I didn't like, cause I did like because I thought it was an emotional game. But... Yeah, like, you, there would, I was never the most athletic person, so it did a lot more good for me than it did bad. Like, I had to be on go every day. Yeah. I had to be ready to go. Like, I had to be fired up. That's what I brought, that competitive tenacity um, every day, and you were the same thing. But, yeah, when it started to kind of turn and I started to get angrier and, you know, maybe instead of having those outbursts, you know, once a month, You'd have them once a week and then
0: you and know, and you, and you carry it back home,
1: yeah, and, and, and,
0: and, and it fucks the rest of your night up or something like that's where yeah, it's, it's a And bit it starts different. to
1: affect your relationships with your teammates, and you know, you're not proud of it, but then you're starting to affect your relationship with the game, yeah.
0: And you know, you know you, you, you're away from home, you don't talk to your parents much, they call you up, you're an asshole to your parents, like yeah. your, your girlfriend if you have one, it affects it affects everything, man. And it's, and it that's, does, when, that's when you got to start thinking about, uh, uh, saying goodbye, which is, which is what you did. And yeah, now, exactly. Right. Right. I've seen it. I've seen the growth, uh, like exponentially since you've been playing uh footy, do you like, does it feel like a, like a weight has lifted off your shoulders? Do you feel less tense? Is it like, yeah, it's probably like harder on your body. Is it easier on your mind?
1: Yeah, and I do it, like, I just, a lot of that's just maturing, um, I just found, like, routine, I found routine, and I found things that make me happy, and, like, I know who I am now, like, like, we are speaking about, about college is, like, so many people in college go through identity crisis, and, like, that's not through any fault of their own, like, you're 18, and, between the age of 18 and 22, like, it's natural to go through an identity crisis because you don't know who you are at that age. Everybody thinks they know who they are. Yeah, um, that's the irony of it. But you don't. So, I think that's probably the biggest thing is like just knowing who I am and being fully comfortable with that. Like, I, I can I'm cool. Like I can go to training every day, and do my best, and and just know that that's all I need to do. And if it works out, then that's awesome, man. Like I'm real happy for that. But if it doesn't work out, well then, I've got a lot of other things in place that I love about my life and in my life that are gonna be the same regardless of whether I have a good day at footy or not. You know what I mean? So, and that's why the balance is so is so important. Um, The work life balance um, and all that. And I just never got any of that when I was still in the NBL. And I'm sure you felt you feel the same way um, from like when you were up in Townsville. Like there's just you lack that balance, and it just starts to you start to spiral downhill, and you just like you don't know who you are, and you're acting in in different ways, and that you can't identify with, and then that's when it just starts to go bad, and you just know, and that's why I probably know knew just a split second decision like this isn't me. I need to get out of this. Like I don't like who I'm becoming.
0: Right. Was there any um, fear or um, frustration when you when you did make the move, um, being potentially the worst player on the team and having to, having to work harder than uh, the next guy to, to earn your spot in the rotation.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's, it's pretty crazy, bro. Like it's, it's pretty daunting walking into a place, especially that's like a big macho environment where there's like a lot of egos and there's a lot of really successful people around and there's a lot of confident dudes. There's a lot of testosterone. Um, and just competitive people, like a competitive environment like that, walking in. And, you know, we come from a basketball culture where it's all about one up in the next person and, you know, one-on-one and being a competitive beast and always being better than the next guy and stuff like that. And then having to walk into a place and literally walk around and being like, damn, like, I'm legitimately the worst person here. But that's probably what, what taught me that lesson is like those early early months when I was making the transition, I was like, well, yeah, you are the worst person here, but the only way to go is up, and you're not going to get anywhere by focusing on that or focusing on, you know, comparing yourself to where somebody else is at. The only way you're going to get better is if you focus on what you need to do next. Right. And that's what that's what uh, M. Night Shyamalan talks about on JJ Reddick's pod is he just says, like, He's like, I don't, I don't think about narrative. I don't think about, you know, oh, if I screw this movie up, you know, what, how are people going to judge me? How are people going to view me? Or, you know, am I going to win an Oscar if I, if I do this right? Or am I going to, you know, is this movie going to flop if I don't? He just goes, I just show up to, I just show up to the, you know, um, the studio every morning, and I just edit, edit the movie or shoot the movie the best way I can. And I and I close that book on that day, and then I show up and I do the same thing the next day. And it's like, I can live with however the movie comes together because I know that when I showed up that day, I did my, I did the best version of what I had to give that day. And, and I feel the exact same way.
0: That's life, bro. You don't you don't count other people's money. You don't count other people's accolades. You don't count anybody's you know quote unquote success. You you, you gotta live you gotta live yours, man. And 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 just take care of, take care of number one and and everything else falls into place.
1: Yeah, bro. I like, I know you could probably attest to this, but that's what I hate to see about society these days is like, back, like, not to go back to that Instagram culture and stuff we're talking about, but everything's about comparison and like, talking, like, talking to, like, wanting to be goals or like, better than the next person or have what the next person has. Like, I can honestly say, man, like, There's things that, you know, I want to be better at or have better things at, but like if I see somebody that uh, has what society would consider like something better than me or more money than me or, you know, more successful than me, I'm like, damn, that's really good for them, like good for them. And I can say that compassionately and really mean it, but then I can also feel like, but I'm real cool with what I have too, you know, like, and yeah, like I'm, I'm all good with that and I'm working to get more of that or, you know, to become happier or to, whatever go further in my career but for now like I'm really cool with where I'm at yeah. and that's fine with me and and you don't need to be cool with it and nobody else needs to be but that's cool because that's not your life you know I just hate seeing kids these days just always comparing themselves uh, to what other people have always want, like...
0: like screenshotting something reposting it and saying goals is yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with, with what, what I've got I want I want this and it's always it's always materialistic Always, it's, it's never, it's never like, oh, you know, people, people will do quotes, but then it's like, some of those quotes are so deep and and meaningful and like full of wisdom, and it's like, are you living up to to the quote that you just posted right now? Yeah, you wanna you're gonna quote like Gandhi or like. Um, you know, Elon Musk or, or like one of the greatest minds to ever live and and like then post a picture of your asshole like the next the next thing like what are you doing? Like what the yeah. fuck are you doing? It's wild yeah. man.
1: It's just like if if you can just like embrace what like what's yours like then I feel like you will be truly happy because you will be truly appreciative um, for what's yours like
0: what? Like, it's a it's a deeply philosophical question about what is the self. But whatever it is, we got, we got it. From whatever gave it to us. So just take care of the self. Don't fucking worry about anything
1: else. Yeah, and that's and and, like, that's not being selfish. Like, no. And there's a difference. We've spoken about this a lot of times, but there's a difference between being selfish and self centered. Like. Everybody has to be a little bit selfish. Like you have to be selfish to take care of yourself first, because or else if you die, don't, bro. yeah, exactly. And if you don't, like, you can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. If if right. the
0: mother if the mother only feeds her baby and doesn't feed herself, mm. she dies. And who feeds the baby then?
1: Yeah, and that's that's why I think like America is so crazy, bros, because like that like that's, that's the number one like the American dream that's all based around like wanting what other people have or like this perfect life and this perfect image but like that doesn't exist like it's just it's just about like the, one of the things that I found too bro was like when I was um, when I was making the switch like I really spent a lot of time thinking like like why do I do this? like why do I play a sport? and I'm like Alright, uh, it's to make me happy. Like really, like that's why we do anything, right? Right. That's why we you know, that's why we go to a, a movie or a sporting event, or that's why we eat that food, or that's why we hang out with those friends. Like we do it because it makes us happy. Then like in uh in a few books I've read they always talk about like unreasonable happiness. Right. And it's like society these days has made us think that like there's a like there's a reason for us to, um, we have to have a reason to be happy. Yeah, and it's like, but why? Why do you have to have a reason? Like I play, I play basketball to be happy, or oh, I had a bad game. Society says that you have to be unhappy with that. Why? Right. Why can't I be happy right. with that?
0: And guys, oh, guys get mad on the bus on the way back to the hotel or whatever. Like if you're if you're having a joke with somebody, it's like that games that games happened, bro. Right? there's no change in that like let's let's move on and let's be happy and you know we live and we learn maybe but do we need to sit here and wallow in self-pity or can we move on and, and continue living our lives which is the most important thing
1: and yeah there's so much there's so much going like people are going through so much bigger things than sport and like I understand nobody wants to lose and I, I, it's not a deterioration of how competitive I am like I'm still just as much as of a competitor as I've always been, but I've got I feel like I've got a lot better perspective because I'm like, at the end of the day, I do this because I like doing it and it makes me happy. So if I'm gonna be only happy when I have success, well then I'm not gonna be happy a lot of like you know, in basketball if you shoot fifty percent, you're a great shooter. So you're happy half the time.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: If you, if you play to be happy and you're guaranteeing yourself you're only going to be happy half the time, well, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Why not be happy when I miss? And it sounds crazy, but I feel like if you can become attuned with that, then it's like you're happy 100% of the time is a paradox, but it's like it works. And it's like you start to find out why you're really doing things.
0: It's Yeah, and it's just a way that you need to train yourself to think. It's the same as, you know, train. Like I might lift the the bench press bar, bro, and I can only do three today. And then, in six weeks, I can do fifteen. And in twelve weeks, I can do I can do forty. You know. And so you know maybe maybe when I miss a shot tomorrow night at practice, I'll I'll get mad at myself. But four weeks from now, I'll be able to miss that same shot and be like, you know what? Like I'm confident. I'll work on that. you, you know. It just didn't happen that time. My next shot's my next shot's good. And you know what? I'm not I'm not like hating myself for it. It's just it's a habit. It's a habit that people need to get in and it's it's something that that flies under the radar because it's not tangible like everything else in our world is. Like Instagram is, like like money is and like, you know, like whatever whatever other material things we we want is is it's something that is actually invisible but is is real
1: it's so real bro and it's so tough to train yourself to do it because society has gone to the point where they've ingrained the exact opposite into human nature yeah like they've ingrained you and trained you to think the entirely different way like you should measure your success up against all these different checkpoints and if you're not hitting those checkpoints then you shouldn't be happy because you're not successful but really happiness and success has nothing to do with those things. Those those things might come, they might not. But if you can step back and be happy regardless, well then you're good. It's and like that's the point.
0: people are chasing the wrong thing to get the other thing because yeah. happiness is success, but success is not always happiness.
1: Yeah, bro, and that's why like that's why so many celebrities and famous people and rich people kill themselves. Like they get to they get to that bro and they they realise holy shit, like this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't all what I thought it was gonna be.
0: And it's pressure, it's pressure from the people that post in your face saying goals. It's yeah, pressure bro. from those people. Like I need to live up to the expectations of millions of people now that I've built. And yep. and I don't feel that that intrinsic happiness. I don't feel yep. that. And it's
1: yeah. because all hu- all humans bro without getting like crazy deep but all humans are innately the same like we're all the same we all want the same thing we all and like everything like we all have the same spirit like everything else is just ego mm. and like that's what separates those people that end up going crazy is because it's their ego
0: yeah
1: like they they worry about all those things but then you see famous people killing themselves rich people killing themselves but then kids with nothing in Africa,
0: Smile on just their face.
1: Smile on their face, bro. It's just that's all we need to know. And and people are like, oh, yeah, they see that all the time and they hear that all the time. But it's like, are you really paying attention to that then? Because that is really all you need to know. Yeah. Like, it's a choice. All of it is. And, you know, I, I'm glad that I really started to realize that before, like at 26, you know, as opposed to I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't realize this until – a lot later down the track
0: till it's too late till it's too late, bro. Too late that, bro, just bro, like bro. the celebrity like you know people that we just talked about like rest in peace robin williams you know people like that
1: michael jackson all, all all child stars that go down the wrong path that end up like going crazy like bieber was headed down a dark path for a long time like God, people like that like human beings aren't meant to be worshipped right
0: yeah I um I I can't think of a better place to to end this, um. But I hope I hope that people um that listen to this get a bit more of an insight uh, as uh, into you as a person, uh, in not just an athlete, not just a footy player, not just a basketball player, but as a uh, as a person with you know some pretty interesting uh, thoughts. And, um philosophies of of how you how you go about your life and hopefully that can help some people out with um whatever it, it may be that they're going through
1: hell yeah bro for sure and yeah, thanks for having me on I hope I can come on more uh listen to the potty regularly shout out tay yeah shout might out.
0: have to uh, might have to get you on around uh uh NBA playoff time if that's yeah, possible bro. I know maybe you'll be...
1: maybe have a bit more of a light-hearted laugh and then, you know, talk about some poor posture and
0: whatnot. Yes, yes. Oh. We'll, uh, we'll definitely get, get you involved with some poor posture. Hopefully hopefully you do have a some sort of slip-up in a game this year and we can give you poor posture.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My All brother.
0: Alright, right, bro. Thanks for coming Bye, to bro. Welcome to the Party.
1: No, no worries. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh man, that was so much fun. I don't talk to the guy all the time. It's good to catch up. It's good to have you guys join in, catching up with a friend of mine and getting some, you know, some insight into how uh, he goes about his business, how he, he performs, how he um, stays humble uh, and, you know, how how he's got uh, to, to the position he's in, um, you know, physically, mentally, professionally man man i love that shit i fucking love that shit i love talking to interesting people um man this is another midweek episode of welcome to the party you know where to find us at welcome to the party on instagram at it's time to party on twitter uh you know me at claytron underscore on twitter and at claytron 23 on instagram um, international Heem wasn't here today, uh, but he uh, he is the uno cinco and on Twitter and international underscore Tay on Instagram. Um, Corey's on Instagram as Corey May, um, so that's C O R E Y M And then on Twitter, the guy is CJM20, and that's the word 20. It's at CJMTWENTY. And, man, you just get around, everybody. And, um, hey, make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. i got some real interesting people lined up for the midweek episodes. i got some serious listen to this fuck shit, poor posture of the week, news updates, sport updates coming at you every Saturday with the co-host, with the mo-host, Dante International Heen. Thanks for coming and welcome to the party. I will see you this weekend.